Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga Online. The Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is a professional development center for professionals who aim to improve their professional standing. This means that the learning programs we run are more than just academic programs. They are work-based programs that focus on leveraging your current experience as a professional to build your overall profile. A year down the line, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is developing into a preferred center for professional development in Pretoria, with eight professional development faculties including accounting, teaching, entrepreneurship, as well as IT and many more. For more information, go to acwbl.org or dial plus two seven one two seven five one seven six zero eight. The Africa Center for Work-Based Learning, where work is learning. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. Vuga, actually, well, it's not just on Vuga, actually, it's Vuga Online Radio, and we're just having a conversation with a jazz musician, as I'm saying it. But I know many musicians don't want to be called jazz musicians. Uh, Daily, uh, what do before we even talk about who you are, uh, what do you think? Do you prefer being called a jazz musician? <laughs> well, to be honest, you know, I'm the kind of individual who prefers to be first of all seen as a human being, and I'm yeah. not very. I'm not very much in favor of categories and boxes and to be boxed in. It's not one of my favorite things. So I'd rather just be called an artist. You know, I'm a vocal artist, but I also play instruments and songwrite. And I also literally do fine art. So I'm a fine artist as well. So it kind of goes right across the spectrum. Um, yeah. So I'm just a creative human being. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? How did I know you were going to say that? Many musicians, they say that they don't want these boxes and, and all of that because the boxes are ours, right? So anyway, guys, we have, as you heard, uh, Daily Dube, Daily Dube uh, on the show. Uh, she is one of the nominees for the Mzansi Jazz Awards um, in several categories. I mean, like, uh, I, I was listening because uh, I didn't know your music at all. And this is one of the things I love about uh, the Mzansi Chess Awards is the fact that uh, they get us uh, to also get to understand who is in the, who's in the market, what are some of the uh, music that we have. And then um, I, I, as the judges listen to the music separately, so I'm always the last one to listen uh, to the music to make my own uh, entry into into the stuff and immediately that first track came on and I was like, ah, what is this and then i kind of like looked back and like, what am i listening to did i get a wrong album because <laughs> i was expecting i suppose i don't know i don't i don't know what i was expecting you know with music yeah. you never really know nominated for the best contemporary jazz album uh, as well as uh, i just want to see a best female jazz artist and uh, yeah, that's a number of categories. Newcomer in jazz, um, as well as best international jazz collaboration. I have Daily Dube uh, on the line. Daily, who is Daily Dube? Let's start there. Then let's go there now. Who 
who who is daily doobie i haven't heard of you before so for someone who's like me who hasn't heard of you before how would you answer that Mm, that's a good question who is daily doobie okay well let me begin by saying that um my name as you know it daily doobie is actually a shortened version of a longer name so my longer name is actually Sitandile Dube, and surname, of course. So being of Southern African descent, my mother is Zimbabwean and my father was a South African. So I have this longer name. So first of all, that is who I am, Sitandile. And um, that stands for, in in, uh, the South African language, in in Zulu, stands for uh, beloved or the loved one. Yes, as you know. yes, the beloved, yes. Absolutely. And yes. I think it's absolutely paramount to identify an individual, a human being, by the name that they were given at birth. Yes. And this is the name that I've been given at birth, that I was given at birth, and uh, it's the, the name on my birth certificate. However, when I was a child, you know, things happen at school and, you know, for ease of pronunciation, you get people pronouncing your name in a different way or shortening it and Dili came up so that stayed that stuck and it's okay you know (laughs) so Dili is how I'm known that's my name as well Um, and I am an artist first and foremost you know I am as I mentioned before my artistic skills and levels of creativity go across a broad spectrum of, uh, you know, skills. And um, I uh, was raised here in London, in England, London, and uh, I'm a twin. (laughs) I don't know if you're aware. Yes, I'm a twin. So that's who I am. That's a very big part of my identity as a twin. Um, And my twin brother um, was a hip-hop rapper, uh, hip-hop artist. Yeah. Uh, and we grew up with music in the house and it was a wonderful kind of array assortment of music world music folk classical you know soul Motown jazz you know a mixture a very rich kind of mixture of music Mm. Um, and I that's something that I would say has kind of um, contributed towards developing my ear and my taste, my broad taste in music. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I'm also the daughter of a jazz musician. And uh, I'm sure you're aware maybe that yes. um, I'm the daughter of Jabal Ngos, Ngosi. Yes. And um, <laughs> so it kind of stems way back into the lineage. And I, I feel that this is something on a spiritual level that had kind of sprung up or developed um when I hit my 20s or early uh early 20s you know my taste for jazz my my overall interest in jazz somehow kind of broadened and I developed this real passion for jazz itself the jazz art form listening and just having a a real curiosity about the art form so that for me has been a journey and um, 
there's a whole other story regarding my lineage, my uh, father's side of the family yeah, and yeah. how that came into into being and how much of a journey that's been. But I guess that's a story for another day, perhaps. Uh, well, no, 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 not another day. We'll come back to it because we have a few minutes together with you. So <laughs> we're sure. going to explore and play, and play your music and kind of hear the story because it's, it's important, right? So we have Absolutely. that the whole hour. <laughs> oh, wow. Great. <laughs> Also, before we even go into 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 that story, though, um, because it's it's quite fascinating for me the idea of uh, how many people that actually leave the continent and go and stay in the UK or go into the US uh, for some reason um, when people are struggling to pronounce uh, our names, and then uh, we we kind of just make it easier for them to do it. Uh, was there any kind of resistance for you in doing it or was it just easy to do it? Easy to change my name or? Uh... To just allow, I mean, for example, Stanley is obviously many, many British people will struggle to say it. So when mm. they were saying Dile and then you let it be, you let it be, was it too much of a problem for you or you just, you were just easy with it? You know what? Um, I tend to get a little bit more um, sensitive on on the subject of not so much being called Dili because that you know that's um, that's something that has been in place since I was a, a child. Okay. So I'm accustomed to being called Dili, and uh, it's okay. a part of my name after all. It's just the last two syllables of Sitandile, yeah, and then the yeah. pronunciation in an anglicized form is Dili. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of slowed down, stretched out. Yeah, um, yeah. However, I that doesn't detract from the fact that my real full name is Sitandile, and I'm proud of my name. Yeah, um, yeah. I do make a point of pronunciation. I'm quite sensitive about that. So, you know, of course, people have been known to struggle with, with it. I simply say just divide it up into syllables and yes, think yes. of the Latin vowel system. You know, yes, I, yes. you know, it's interesting that I find that most people of Latin origin, i.e., you know, um, Italian, Spanish, those with the Latin vowel um, language um, yes. tend to not have difficulty pronouncing Sitandile, and they say it exactly how it is. So you know that there's there's what they're to learn from, perhaps you know. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I've even been told that you know, I'll let you in on a little story here. You know, um, I've been fortunate and honoured enough to have met, uh, been in the company of great giants. Um, one of which includes. Um, um, D.D. Bridgewater. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And she, we had a really kind of close heart to heart conversation one evening whilst uh, backstage at Ronnie Scott's in the dressing room. And we talked about, uh, you know, African culture, the importance of names, you know, how much kind of power um, is behind names, you know, and the importance being called by your name. And uh, she actually said to me, you know, you should 
consider rebranding <laughs> yourself. You know, just come back out as Sitan Dile because that's your name. Mm. And she instantly said, I feel the power in your name, you know, it's very powerful. So from the moment she uttered those words, I just thought she really has a point. However, it's not something that I wasn't aware of, but it made me, it really kind of uh, made me think it was very thought provoking and um, got me into thinking that I must remind people that this is my name. However, it's okay to call me Dili. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. full name is this, and you know that's how it stands. I suppose. You know? I suppose. I suppose it's correct to say it's not what you. It's not what people answer. It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to. That's important, right? Mm. Uh, in this instance, let's talk about your music for a, for a moment. You have a, the album Trying Times uh, that has come up. So uh, I'm gonna pick a song. So. I'm going to annoy you because I'm just going to pick songs at random that I like on the album and ask you to share before I play. So one of the songs I want to play, um, Ugly Beauty, uh, Still We Dream. Uh, tell me about that song. Any story about that song? Yeah, well, Ugly Beauty, as you know, uh, an original composition by uh, Thelonious Monk originally. Yes. Yes. Um the first version I heard that really resonated was uh, Carmen McRae's version. And um, I instantly felt drawn to, to the song, the lyrics. Um, and the lyrics, I don't think Carmen McRae wrote the lyrics. However, um, she delivered them in a way, I think, in my opinion, comes across um, in the most, I, I guess, poignant powerful way you know it's I I feel that she she really tells a story when you hear her version she's got a whole album which um is dedicated to to Thelonious Monk I think it's called Carmen Carmen McRae Sings Monk and um I love that album so as soon as I heard her version of Ugly Beauty Still We Dream I instantly thought "I, I have to try this you know um you know I have to try and interpret it in my own way. However, I was instantly inspired. So, and I think that's that's the the main drive behind um, interpreting standards as such mm-hmm. is to breathe new life into them, yes. as yes. Carmen McRae had done. So, when I delivered my interpretation, I obviously being inspired by hers. I really aimed to breathe my own life force into it from my own perspective, from my own angle, from my own lived experience and from my own positionality, because this is a song that I, I could somehow in some way relate to. Yeah. I love it. I love Cameron McRae and her interpretation and uh, uh, dim the light and let's go on pretending that this time it's real. So round and round the carousel is winding down and we dream of love. Ugly beauty. Here is a daily dube. We'll be back. Hi, this is Dr. Angosi Mafuta. Catch me with Zakele Banyoni on the health and wellness talk show every Wednesday, just after 10. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. 
Welcome back. Uh, you are on Vuga uh, Online Radio, and uh, you're, I'm Mongezi, and I'll be just chatting. I'm chatting with Deli Dube. She is all the way in London. When we when we hooked up, uh, Deli, you you were talking about uh, uh, you were talking about um, uh, the weather. <laughs> I've been watching. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, my battery is my battery is gonna die. That one, that. That, that would not work. That's not. That's gonna. Not, that's not gonna not be nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly plug it in. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, sorry, listeners. We're just doing it live. This is this. This is this is the nice thing. When things are dying, we're working from home now. So uh, there are no there are no people that are helping us and. Uh, mechanics and all of those all of those things we're just doing what we need to do so i was saying that um uh, you you were talking about the weather i've been watching how most of europe has been uh, engulfed in 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 in, in heat and and, and 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 very high weather and you were talking about how uh, the, the sun is not shining as much as it should how is the heat there compared to the rest of europe well take today for example you know um, we're in what in the middle of August. <laughs> you think that uh, there'd be some kind of heat wave right now, but it's just not quite hitting the mark. So today, it's <laughs> today. I have to say, it's it's um, it's not summer. It feels more kind of like autumn, and you know, it's a bit overcast, a little bit. It's been raining a little. You know, it's 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 just the way it is. You know, but. In some ways, I'm, I love the sun, you know, I love the sun. However, I don't like it. I'm not quite a fan of um, heat waves, you know. Yes. I, I yes. don't, it doesn't go with me when it's too hot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, so, there's a perfect weather for you, I suppose. <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah, in a way, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, of course, when there's a heat wave, you've got the air conditioning and so on and so forth. But you know, I, I I think this weather is pretty much okay. A bit more sun would be great, but you know, yeah. I'm used I to never it. Never thought I never thought I'd hear myself say this. Uh, it's, it's the last time I was in London was in 2019, and I kind of you know when you take it for granted uh, that uh, London will always be there. So I kind of hated being in London many times. Uh, I wouldn't oh. want to go most of the time, but now, like, I'm yeah. going to, because I can't go, I want to go. You want to go? I deliberately miss Ronnie Scott's because I think the last time I yeah. was there, I actually attended the show again at Ronnie Scott's, and it was the, the time around the jazz festival, um, the London, uh, uh, London jazz, jazz festival. festival. Yeah. It, it, it was around that time, so I kind of mm-hmm. enjoyed myself. So let's talk a little bit. I mean, you spoke about the sun, and we, we spoke about you. Uh, uh, being the daughter uh, of uh, Mr. Nkosi here. Tell, tell me, how did you now end up in London? Oh, boy. Well, I was born in London. Okay. So this is where I was born and raised. Um, I, uh, you know, I was raised by a single parent, my mother. So my father... Um, sadly, this is the truth. I didn't really get to know him. And, you know, with the whole notion being that jazz musicians live a certain kind of life, not just jazz musicians, but musicians, a lot of them in general, particularly during that era, would just 
be like more or less like rolling stones you know they travel plot themselves somewhere do the work move on travel roll on plot themselves somewhere else and so on and so forth so I didn't really get to know my my uh, father um, as much as I would have liked to of course but however you know I I've been catching up a lot lately on that and um, you know there's just been so much happening lately in with relation to that you know which stems from finding out who his family are and um, reacquainting myself with them. Um, there's a whole story behind that Mongezi. So I may, I may need to tell you that another time, but I don't know, but um, you know, it's, it's amazing how it's all unfolded. And uh, you know, from what I know, of course, you know, Jabal, my father was a, a, a great pianist, you know, keyboardist and organist, uh, and he toured a lot, you know, yes. so we're talking about the US, we're talking about Europe. He came to the UK as well. And I believe that's how my parents met. So he was here mm-hmm. and this was back in the late, perhaps the mid to late 70s, mm-hmm. um, early 80s. I think it was the uh, late 70s. And um, that's how my parents met and uh, and you know, and then he moved on, you know, Um, and then my twin brother and I were brought into the world and, you know, and that's how we came about. But yeah, London is my hometown. It's where I was born. But I, you know, there is this duality where I have a a, a real proudness and and pride in uh, my British culture. Um, But I'm also very much aware and proud of my Southern African roots, mm-hmm. you know, with my father, of course, being from Alexandria and my mother being from Zimbabwe. Yes. You know, I have this, you know, British crossover between British, Zimbabwean, Southern African, South African origins and lineage. And, and it's rich and yeah, it's yeah. something that I'm proud of. So I'm equally proud of all, all of the, uh, of those elements. Yeah, because we are not we are not we are not just one thing, right? Uh, exactly. We are essentially the the essence of all that uh, that that we are. I remember that I remember that uh, when I was growing up, uh, your grandfather uh, Zach uh, uh, Zach Ngosi, uh, was my my grandfather's favorite um, in 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 the house. So that was. Uh, uh, some of the music that was uh, uh, played quite a bit uh, in, in, in the house. So I kind of feel like I'm part of the royalty uh, process mm-hmm. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, of course. We're all brothers and sisters, honestly. Yes, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. And the music that stems from that era, of course, we're dealing with a, a, a tapestry of uh, elements here, you know, apartheid you know um many of many of the musicians from that era were in exile and had to escape you know what was going on at that time um but it gave rise and gave birth to rich cultural heritage of of jazz with with my grandfather being the first south african musician to notate and transcribe music um something that I am honestly proud of. 
Um, I studied music as well. So I, I'm, I know how to compose. I know how to transcribe. But, you know, when I came to know that, it, it was a wonderful kind of, you know, a wonderful kind of truism, a wonderful kind of thing to know. So um, it's just, you know, it just so happens that I happen to be the daughter of, of, of a legend, South African legend. And, yeah, no, you know, no, sometimes no, we're born no, into no. this, we're born into this life with yes, certain yes. particular assignments and we're born into a certain lineage with certain appointments, you know, to fulfill and certain assignments to complete. And I feel that in a way, this is part of my journey. I'm getting all spiritual now, but, you yes. know, <laughs> You know, I really feel that that is how it is. We all have a purpose, a purpose-driven journey. Some of us are fortunate to, enough to to discover what that is within a lifetime, and some of us, unfortunately, don't. But yeah. I, you know, I'm very much led by the spirit, and yeah. and that's what's driven me partially in my purpose. You're on uh, online radio, and uh, we are speaking to Stanley Ledube, and uh, I'm going to f- call it in full. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm happy and, with that. <laughs> and uh, she has been nominated for the Sunset Jazz Awards uh, for a couple of um, a couple of uh, num- uh, categories: best contemporary jazz, as well as best female and um, best. Um, newcomer i think so i was actually trying to see if any of these are, are, are votable categories that people can vote for it looks like not right uh, in, in 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 this instance but what i want to do um what i want to do uh when i do is i want to play a, another song because uh, we also have to do more music more inspiration and get people to also hear some of your music but i want to also do something i'm going to play you guys uh, something from our kind of jazz because that's actually the album that was playing quite a lot uh, in my in my house uh, in alexander when when we, when we when we're growing up and uh, so i'm going to play that but i also uh, want to play uh, this song and then when we come back you're going to tell me a little bit about it because I was like really excited to hear, uh, to hear your version uh, of the song. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Uh, you're on, just, you're, <laughs> you're on <Bowen laughs> Radio. We'll be back after this. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Makao Katide and welcome to all the VUCA online radio listeners. Now join me every Sunday for a brand new show called PK Unshackled. You might be asking yourself, what is a PK? Well, PK is a pastor's kid, simple as that. Now this pastor's kid is pissed off about a lot of issues. So join me every Sunday at 10 o'clock as I discuss a plethora of issues with well-known uh, artists, uh, philanthropists, uh, authors, as we unpack the truth, for we are all about the truth. So every Sunday, PK and Shackled on VUCA Online Radio. See you then. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. VUCA Online. Come on. 
back. Uh, you're on uh, Vogue Online Radio, and uh, we're speaking to, to Tandy Ledube. Tandy Ledube. Uh, I see they, they put a Dube there at the, <laughs> at the, at, at, at the end. So uh, I hope you don't mind me not saying it, uh, because it sounds funny to me uh, uh, when I see how it's spelled, and then I put the apostrophe there. Do you mind? <laughs> Absolutely not. Honestly, you know, Dube is an interesting one, because... Um, Perhaps you're aware of this, you know, there are clans in, in South Africa, of course, you know, yeah. uh, Dube being one of those clans. And I believe there is a, a building or a township, yes, perhaps yes. In, in South Africa somewhere, that's yes, um, yes. called Dube. So yeah, yeah. it's it's also totemic for the zebra, the animal zebra. Yes. So (laughs) it's interesting, you know, because I make a point of making a statement of that because, you know, black and white holds so many connotations, you know, Mm. it depends on how you want to view it. But, you know, for me, black and white, the zebra um, represents um, harmony, you know, Um, but then you look at the creature itself, the zebra, and how beautiful it is. You know, the stripes, the black and white contrast and difference. You know, there's so so many ways to see it. And, um, you know, Dubé, I, I, I love my name, <laughs> to be honest. Yes. Beautiful name. And um, it's also French, you know. And, you know, oh. you find that, yeah, it's also French, particularly popular in... Um, French Canada, so Montreal, um, when I was there in 2017, I noticed that there were other, I noticed how many other um, people carried that same surname, Dubé, with the accent, spelled it exactly the same way, but with the accent on the E. So, you know, it's very popular, common name in, in uh, Montreal, Canada. I have learned something. I have learned something. Now, let's talk about my song. I played a song prime times just before uh, we, 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 uh, during during the musical break uh, I love 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 that song and the first time I heard it um, interestingly Dube uh, in Soweto because I grew up I grew up in Soweto as well and uh, so my mother uh, used to love Robert Hoffman and uh, that um, first take album and she would go like that Trying times, one other. Trying times, my child, you know, and so that's kind of was <laughs> was a, a uh, how how this thing uh, was born. But as I was growing up, I started to understand also the the, 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 the musicality of uh, not just not just the the, the, the lyrics, but mm-hmm. understanding one color on bass and understanding the piano and understanding the structure. You know? Why did you why did you pick that song to be on the album and even make it the title track of the album? Mm, thank you for asking this question. It's uh, very relevant um, given that the times that we're in are particularly trying right now. So however, I'll be honest in stating that I didn't hear this particular piece this song and and think ah i'm gonna pick that tune because you know the times will become trying in about a year's time and no 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 it wasn't like that at all 
Yes, because there was a selection process, I had to observe and really meditate on what I what I was going to title the album because album titles are almost like names. You're naming your baby, so you know that comes into the whole equation. But you know, after listening to First Take, I love this. Of course, like yourself, trying times, Roberta Flack. Of course, I also grew up listening to her music, and I thought, well, you know, since. This is another song that really resonates and for somehow some reason stands out. Why not title the album Trying Times? And also my manager um, played a contributive role in that. You know, he, he said, well, why don't you name, name it Trying Times? And I said, okay, that's a good point. You know, of course I thought about it and I thought, you know what? Yes, that's, that's the direction to go in. So that's that's the brief story behind it. But um, it just so happened and turned out that by the time I uh, released the album digitally, it was during a period. It was right at the uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we're talking yes. the eighth the eighth of December last year, 2020. You know, um, I released the album globally and digitally, and. Uh, it just so happened to, um, I can't say be the p- most perfect time because you, you don't want to cast out words and throw words to manifest into into something, you know. But it just so happened that the album um, truly reflected, the album title truly reflected what was going on in the world. Also, you know, drawing upon... Nina Simone's ethos um, about, um, you know, current trends and socio-political issues, and the importance, the relevance that it, that musicians need to take into consideration when it comes to delivering their art and their bodies of work. They need to talk about the times that they're in, and Nina Simone was adamant about this. She was very passionate about about that and you know we can see clips of her on youtube talking about that making that statement how we as artists and artists across the board not just musicians but in our creative expression we need to reflect the times so i i had drawn upon that and really thought about that and i thought yeah this is the time you know the album's titled trying times you know it's all down to the listener because each individual listener is unique in in how they receive information and sounds and, and music and sonics however the message that the album and the song trying times itself gives is it draws attention and speaks to the times that we're in you listen to the lyrics, the lyrical content of that tune. It's amazing how how it has outlasted uh, uh, its time. Timeless. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, 50, 50, what, 52 years later, yeah. uh, it's still mother against daughter, father yeah. against son, and the whole world is getting out of hand. Like, 
I'm like thinking, how does it mean like the whole half a century now we've just been going through <laughs> trying times, but it's a different type of trying times. And I suppose that's also the essence in terms of what you're talking about. That says, and um, when you really make uh, music that speaks to the time, um, it actually can be endure as enduring as time uh, itself. Absolutely. Uh, in in this instance, and Absolutely. wow, yeah. It comes Talk time. to me about Russell Malone, R- Russell Malone, and, uh, and 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 this song that I'm gonna I'm gonna play now. What 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 was it like working uh, with Russell? Uh, I mean, I, I I remember one of the things I'm always excited about uh, with these kinds of guys uh, talking to uh, talking about these guys uh, uh, the, the the work with David Sanborn. Uh, when when I, my first time at Ronnie Scott's uh, was a performance by David Sanborn. I kind of was walking around, coming out of the hotel. I didn't even know uh, <laughs> about Ronnie Scott's, I have to say. And so about seven, eight years ago or something like that. And uh, I was walking around London. Now I hear the sound and I'm like, okay, um, that sounds like a very familiar uh, uh, saxophone sound and then I looked at the placard and uh, 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 what's his name uh, David Sandman was performing there and I just went in and, and, and did this but I'm raising this because uh, David Sandman uh, comes to mind whenever the name Russell Malone comes in uh, David Sandman uh, 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 Michael Franks comes to mind when Russell Malone comes in how, how did it feel working with a legend like him Oh, indeed. And uh, very, very true point. He is a living legend. And I was humbled in his presence and just honoured to, to, to have had the opportunity to share the, the space, the studio, the time with him. And in saying that also, he's just an amazing, a wonderful human being what a character just full of stories and full of anecdotes and full of jokes and what great humor you know full of life and um he had so much to to tell to share and we were in a studio back in brooklyn and uh, this was at the systems two studio Um, and we just before we got into the recording booth we we just sat down and talked just to kind of tap into each other and get to know each other a bit more. We discussed the project, the piece, still trying. And, uh, you know, he, he actually expressed his, you know, his interest and his admiration for the piece, still trying, which is a self-written. I wrote the piece uh, in collaboration with Alex Webb who is a British pianist and musician over here. And um, he was very excited to, to, to lay down his parts for, for Still Trying. Uh, he, he just said he loved the changes, the chord progressions. And, and also because I, I'm a huge fan of uh, not only Russell Malone, you know, but also Wes Mon- Mon- Montgomery. Wes Montgomery. Yes, yes. Who Russell grew up listening to as well, so yes, and you can hear the influence there. Yeah, yes, yes, it's yes. absolutely it's clear. And 
you know, to be in a studio with Russell was like a dream come true, you know, just a, a real eye-opening experience, humbling, and uh, I, I learned so much just hearing him. And, you know, it didn't take many takes. We did about two takes, and that was it. Two takes, and and that was it. So th there we have it. That was the, the gelling, you know, yeah. the gelling in the moment where we we instantly knew what we were doing of course we did have a brief rehearsal the day before but you know when two musicians gel they gel you know yeah, when there's yeah. that chemistry yeah you can't there's no denying and um you know i i instantly felt that connection with russell so yeah. a real honor to to have uh, to work with him and a pleasure as well, just a brilliant experience. How do you know that the consultant you're working with is who they say they are? How do you know if they can do the job? At the Africa Board for Coaching, Consulting and Coaching Psychology, we can tell you. So, before opening your company up to a stranger and spending your money, check with us first. Visit www.abccp.com The ABCCP the professional body for consultants. You're listening to Broadcasting Worldwide Online 24-7. Hi there, this is Samohanguna. Catch me every day just after 3 p.m. for Vocal Sports Hour, where we speak everything sports only on vocaonlineradio.co.za. See you there. Please see you there. Broadcasting worldwide online 24 7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. Hey, my people, how are you doing? I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying the music, most important. Because, yeah, we can talk about music, but I think for me, what's always important. Uh, is to talk but when people want to follow you uh, Dili, uh where, 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 where do they go while they're listening now where? when people could you repeat when, when people want to follow you on social media i should have said that ah. <laughs> sure, no worries mm, okay well you can you know google is an amazing search engine right yes <laughs> You will be surprised at how many people don't know how to use Google, right? I, uh, wow. <laughs> really? I, I, I can tell you, people don't know really how to use Google. Oh we take God. it for granted. Many of us, we take it for granted, but people don't know. That's incredible. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of gobsmacked. Well, you know, <laughs> I was, well, I have to just say that it's simple. You know, you could simply just type in Dili Dube, Google will bring up a whole list of, of uh, sites where you can find my Instagram page, which is simply Dili Dube Music, my website, which is dilidube.com. Okay, you've also got Facebook, which is uh, Dili Dube Music, and Twitter as well, Dili Dube, that's the handle, at Dili Dube. You also find me on Bandcamp, where which is a brilliant place where musicians release uh, independent music. So you've got signed artists, you know, independent artists. It's a great hub in that sense. So uh, you can find me there under Dili Dube. Just 
click on search Dee Dube. Um, uh, anywhere else you'll find my music is available yeah. on all digital streaming platforms on the Dili Dube. So if you can get to know Google a little bit and just tap in Dili Dube, don't take it for granted now. And I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap up, uh, what do you want people to know about the album Prime Times um, and about your music in general? Hmm. Well, in general, when it comes to my music and when it comes to the creative process, I'm very much the type of individual, human being, artist, musician who draws upon personal experience. So given whatever I'm going through at a particular moment in time, that's what will come out. If there is nothing going on, then that obviously, you know, nothing is likely to derive from that. However, most of the time there's always something. So um, about my music, it's very much based on life experiences, um, what I see, what I observe, um, what's going on in the wider world, social social themes sometimes. And a lot of the time, time it's uh, about themes that stem from personal experience, matters of the heart, things that most people can relate to because I've, I really feel that it's important to tap into your audience and know how to draw in and engage the audience with themes that are relatable, that are not only relatable but pleasing to the ear. So, you know, I, I write a lot of my music, I write a lot of songs, but I'm very careful in the selective, the selection process. And, mm-hmm. you know, I obviously have to observe what's relevant at the time. It has to be current as well. That's important. So, yeah, when it comes to my music, there are a whole array of things that are brought into consideration, you know, but it's not cerebral, you know, it's not. You know, it's not an intellectual thing, it's a creative thing. And, you know, I have to quote this uh, this statement that um, the great late um, Bill Evans uh, yes. made back in the 70s. And, um, you know, as you know, it was his birthday yesterday, you know. Oh, yeah. Born in 1929, I'm a big, big fan of uh, Bill Evans. And, um, and he says, and it, this is very, very true, that he says... Jazz is a certain process that is not an intellectual process. You can use your intellect to take a part of the materials and you can learn to understand them and work with them. But actually, it takes years and years and years to, uh, of playing to develop the facility so that you could forget all of that and just relax and play. Mm. And that sums it up for me perfectly wow. because that's that is it. That's exactly been my process. I've I'm quite an academic and I studied, you know, I still study now, you know, I mean life is learning, right? But you know, I I um 
had taken that path of uh, academic study. I immersed myself in scholarly activity and research. However, when it comes to, you know, these all revolve around musical themes and music and themes to do with voice and sonics. However, when it comes to the creative process, you drop all of that. So you kind of learn the rules like a pro and break them like an artist. That's Pablo Picasso, yeah? yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do. That is yeah. exactly yeah. what you do, in my opinion. Learn the rules so that you know how to break them. And because I was actually going to ask you a question, what message you would actually give to a young musician coming up? And I think this sounds like a really uh, good one uh, uh, to also share, including that quotation. Uh, you you won the Sarah Vaughan uh, International Jazz Vocal Competition. Um, tell us quickly about that. Yes, um, that was back in uh, twenty late twenty sixteen, and uh, wow, it, a great whirlwind it was. And you know, I, I to kind of briefly fill you in on the um, the trail leading up to to, to the competition, I kind of uh, found myself prior to the competition on the road a lot you know performing in Europe a lot um, and this was with Renato Daiello who is a great tenor saxophonist from Italy he was living in London at the time and also he was running the acoustic jazz lounge upstairs at Ronnie Scott's so I became resident singer there and so that formed a huge part of building my identity uh, and forming my, I guess, my profile, developing my profile within that space on the London jazz scene. And I found myself doing a lot of work. Um, we delivered an album. We released an album as well at that time, which is Tenderly, as you know. Um, so a lot was going on prior to the competition and this in my opinion was a building up towards that and in a way it served to be quite advantageous because it had placed me in a better position a much more prepared position for the competition so it's so important to prepare for opportunity so that when the opportunity arises you are prepared and that's my advice to the youth as well you know when opportunity knocks ensure that you're prepared you know so fortunately enough I was in a prepared state of mind prepared state of um, positionality Uh, you know I was very much in practice and I therefore had the confidence enough confidence to put myself forward for this competition in the US with no expectations whatsoever. I, I I didn't think anything of it in the sense where I must win, I must win, I must win. No, I just took the opportunity. It fell into my lap and I took the opportunity and out of it came uh, recognition. And, uh, you know, I was overwhelmed and so pleased when it happened because you know to my understanding and acknowledgement it's taken the america to to acknowledge and recognize that you know as a as a british 
um, artist, yes. Yes. singing jazz, performing jazz as a, an artist. They picked up on on my ability, my skill, my uh, you know my artistry, and they uh, gave it recognition. So it was a complete whirlwind, as I say, because then I flew over there for the first time to Newark, New Jersey, for the first time. Um, and it, it was, you know, you know, Mongezi, when I arrived, I felt at home. It, it, I can't tell you the feeling that I had. I didn't feel like an alien. Sometimes because the spirit of the spirit of Billy Holiday, the spirit of Sarah Vaughan is in New York anyway. Yeah, New Jersey and New York. Yes, it is. That's the home, you know. The US is the home of jazz. But you know, I felt so welcome. It it, it was a real, in a way, kind of homecoming in a way. Um, It felt good and everything fell into place. It was an amazing experience alongside the other contestants, you know, the beautiful ladies I um, worked with, performed alongside and, uh, you know, seeing the panel judges there, you know, which was a mind-blowing experience because then, you know, I got to know uh, Sheila Jordan, who's a beautiful human being and wonderful friend of mine as well and mentor and, you know, um, Diane Reeves, you know, uh, gosh, Mark Ruffin, Sheila E. Anderson, um, Chris uh, McBride, Christopher McBride. So, you know, it was indeed. And this year happens to be the 10th anniversary of the competition. So um, NJ Pack, which is where the competition is hosted uh, and the actual Sarah Vaughan vocal jazz competition is held, um, they will be uh, celebrating the whole event. But I am very proud to say that, you know, I became the first British recipient of this award, you know, it's the Sassy Award as we know it. And and it's an honor and I'm humbled by that. Um, yeah. You know, as they say in America, I made history, you know. So in, in a way, you know, as they often tell me, Dealey, it's a big deal. You know, they're often saying that. So yes, <laughs> you know, it is to me as well. Yeah. And I'm completely humbled and honored by, by the whole entire experience. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. We we are so out of time, but um, I'm going to ask you these two questions, very fast, quick answers, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I promised I was going to ask you about the state of jazz in London uh, in three lines. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, The state of jazz in London is thriving, vibrant, and, uh, gosh, three lines or three words, goodness. Uh, Not three Uh, lines. You you, you still have a few few more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, right now, honestly, Ongezi, the state of jazz in London right now is thriving and vibrant. And, um, you know, I should also say, you know, just to... um, honor the fact that there are different styles of jazz that stem from different areas and you know we all come from different schools you know but we have this new wave you know um in jazz in london um that stems from um gosh 
Tomorrow's Warriors, you know, that was founded by Gary Cosby, you know. Uh, and then there are other musicians who have kind of paved their own way or stemmed from a different school of thought or school of development. I, I, my lineage, where jazz is concerned, jazz and development, I didn't stem. I haven't stemmed from that area, Tomorrow's Warriors, but with all respect, I think that what's stemming from from that area is great. And, you know, it's managed to um, give rise and give birth to the likes of Shabaka Hutchins, as you know, and, you know, Nubaya Garcia, as you know, and, and, and many others, you know, they are great, wonderful figures that are really holding up the British flag, you know, in terms of the state of jazz in London. So... I think there's a whole article about this that we need to be talking about at some point because I think it is kind of crazy, crazy, crazy how crazy uh, the state of jazz is uh, in London. So one of the days I'm going to do a full, a full, a full, a full show just on London jazz. Now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm hearing all of this. I actually want to do that. Um, lastly, uh, are you working on anything new? Yes, I am. I am. Thank you for asking. I'm in a process of working on uh, new material right now, which obviously will lead towards my next album. Um, so uh, again, a lot of it, hopefully, I'm aiming for cross-collaboration. You know, um, I won't give away too much right now, but, you know, I work with musicians from an international kind of angle. You know, I... I don't just focus on one area. So I've got these wonderful musicians in Spain and, and Italy as well, and South Africa, you know. We've got Undazuzo um, Makatini, as you know. Oh, you are working with him. That's nice. Great friend of mine as well. He's a brother. And, you know, I'm hoping for, if you're listening, Undazuzo, um, I'm hoping for collaboration with you. Yeah. <laughs> he knows this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. He actually, he is actually one of the very first winners of the Jazz Awards right at the beginning, 2017, yeah. 2018. He was just wiping the floor with everybody. So. <laughs> well, it's not surprising, you know. I mean, look at, listen to his music, you know. He's amazing. He's amazing. He is indeed amazing. And, you know, he's a brother. So that would be another dream come true to, to work with Onzaduzo so you know I would love that I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly no you absolutely are perfect he'll be very happy and uh, he, he's, he's not he's not too sus like many people he's he's so cool like uh, chill yeah. yeah I usually call him brother you know we he calls me sister I call him brother and you know yeah. We're really yeah. close, so that's good. But really yeah, we have to close, man. Like, man, I'm, I'm getting like sad. Like, we no longer have time. <laughs> uh-huh. So let we wrap up with the song. Uh, what song uh, can I play to close the show? That's not your song, but you love. Oh gosh, oh. goodness me. Um, I love. There are so many, and you're asking me to actually pick one. <laughs> really... Of course. <laughs> I mean, what's the use with that question be if we could pick everything? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Let, let's let's put it this way. I've I'm really honoured to have had this experience with you today, and humbled, you know, by um, 
the entire time that we spent talking and I hope we can talk some more. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me, Mongezi. And I really feel that talking about jazz and music in general is one of my favorite things. So I'm gonna go for one of my favorite tunes by the master, the maestro himself, John Coltrane, My Favorite Things. Ah, yes, that classic. Thank you so much, Delitus. It was good to have a chat. We didn't have enough time to talk about everything, but I'm sure there will be more opportunity to talk some more. And for me, I'm just glad that many people can get to know a lot more about your music, but I didn't. So I'm hoping I was the only one. <laughs> but if I wasn't, guys, uh, you need to check it out. Uh, it's Daily Dream Music. Uh, on Instagram and uh, as well as uh, on Facebook uh, and then it's daily do uh, on um, on Twitter uh, so just check it out or just Google uh, D-E-E-L-E-E-D-U-B-E with an apostrophe and you should be fine <laughs> so I'm not sure when we're going to play this uh, it will probably be after the news because I have no idea where I am uh, with this thing, I, I see all the hands going everywhere uh, that I should get get off the stage. Uh, thank you so much and good luck uh, and good luck on the Jazz Awards. Uh, hopefully we will uh, we'll get you attending uh, on the 28th. I know you are not going to be here because it's not it's it's online, but I hope you are going to join us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening and uh, thank you for uh, being with us and. Uh, <laughs> being with me being over time uh, so make it worth it here is uh, um, my favorite things but I'm gonna also gonna play something else also from trying times because I, I, I would be it would be terrible for me not to play this lazy afternoon so those are the those are the two songs that I'm closing the show with they might be after the news but it's fine just stay on the music continues even if the conversation ends here have a lovely afternoon